Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Cooper. And I'm Hunter Heinemann. Hunter, man, great, hey, uh, uh, hey, great to hear your voice again, man. You've been kind of distant for a little bit. Uh, yeah. I know you're busy. <laughs> Talk to you I've early, been, been. like a daylight this morning. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was out working on one of those fabulous properties, doing some great things. And uh, I'm always envious, you know. I get to, I sit here in my little office a lot, you know, and I don't get out to see all these beautiful properties that you guys see, but I do get to see them on the website. And I, I take a look at that just every day. Makes my mouth water, you mm. know. But I can't help being yeah, the obvious. We, we were actually um, <clears throat> doing some of that uh, behind-the-scenes work today, um, taking videos and pictures of uh, this really cool property um, that we're getting ready to work on here. It's a um, really neat place, uh, a bigger farm for Missouri, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> it's... Uh, it's we're we're working on it and getting it all put together, but we were actually over there and uh, we put some trout in uh, the pond. Oh, you're um, killing for me! The seller. <laughs> yeah, it's got. So we put oh gosh, there's probably a hundred of them in this pond, and it's a spring-fed pond. And there's even a bigger lake on it as well. So really cool piece, and uh, just some other behind-the-scenes stuff that that we do to kind of go that extra mile to uh, help our sellers and and try to sell their property. But, um, so that, yeah, that's what I was doing first thing this morning. And today, uh, I've invited John Eckle out of, uh, Pacific Missouri, uh, to join us today and talk a little bit about, um, his world and the real estate world and how his market is and the areas that he serves and some stuff like that. So, well, John, um, John, just start with, yeah, John, welcome to the program, man. And I want to interrupt just a little bit because I, I want to chew on Hunter's ears just a little bit. You know, the, these guys go out to these fabulous properties and here they're talking about trout this morning and doing videos and all this stuff. Now, now John, I, I'm going to put you on the spot here, see if you agree sure. with me. Don't you think it'd be a great thing if they had an expert fly fisherman out there just to catch two or three of those trout to get on video and uh, help help with the sale of that property? Yeah, I think so. I think an expert opinion is, is, is always great, and I think it would look really good on a video, too. Do you know who that man is, that expert? Yeah, it sounds like you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like this guy. He catches on real quiet, real quick like yeah. Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Hunter, I'm sure you got a lot of questions to ask him, and so I'll kind of sit back here and, and take it all in and uh, try to put my two cents in uh, wherever it, it might help. So you, you okay. guys have at it. <laughs> yeah, John, um, if you want to start, you know, what area you serve, uh, maybe how long you've been in real estate or or uh, what led you to 
working with living the dream. Um, just some things like that. Just kind of tell the general public what area you serve um, <clears throat> and just whatever else you kind of want. Yeah, sure. So I live in Pacific Missouri uh, on the Eastern side of Franklin County. So I serve most of Franklin County, Jefferson, Washington. I get into uh, uh, Warren, St. Charles County quite a bit too. I try to stick within about a, a two hour range of St. Louis area. But uh, yeah, I've, I've been with Living the Dream since the beginning of the year. I started uh, December of 22 with Living the Dream, but uh, I've been in real estate about three years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really, I was attracted to Living the Dream because I, I was buying and selling some of my own properties. And of course, I'm looking online every day for, for properties for myself and some of my clients at the time. And I would just consistently see Living the Dream's, Living the Dream's uh, listings and uh, at, they had some of the best listings out there. And, and consistently, you know, every day you would see one. So I kind of figured if I can't beat them, join them kind of deal. Uh, so here I am. I've, I've loved it ever since I joined them. Yeah. Yeah. You've been doing uh, a really good job up in, in those areas. Uh, been seeing a lot of stuff pop up from you in Jefferson County and Franklin County and even Gasconade. So um, I mean, what, what do you think your core county is? Is it Franklin or is it more, um, Jefferson or obviously work anything you can, but. Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm probably most experienced in Franklin County. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> so then maybe you can kind of share with the public on Franklin County, you know, what are kind of like the average size pieces that you work on and then maybe some of from your knowledge and experiences dealing in that county day to day, you know, what's a good range of uh, like value on a per acre number. Let's say it's just uh, a piece of ground that's timber opposed to maybe one that's pasture. And then if you work on something in Franklin County, you know, that maybe has a really cool stream or water feature on it. Like can you talk a little bit about, maybe how those differ? Yeah, yeah, sure. So Franklin County is a very unique property or very unique county. There's a lot of different features in, in Franklin County. So it, it varies quite a bit. Um, I would say probably on the low end for price per acre, you're looking at somewhere around like 5,000 an acre. Uh, that's probably just for, for timber ground. Probably on, on the higher end, you're looking at above 10,000 to 15,000 an acre. That's when you're getting closer to closer to where I'm at in Pacific, uh, closer to, to the city. Of course, you know, like the closer you get to a a major town, the higher price per acre. But, uh, I do have one listed. It's got, uh, it's got almost a mile of a mile of Merrimack river frontage. It's a really, really cool property. That one's listed right at about 9,000 an acre. And it's, it's just an amazing, amazing piece of land. Yeah, so basically your kind of low end is maybe four to five is uh, all the way up to 15, depending on uh, your proximity to the city. And yeah, I know like once you kind of get back towards Sullivan, that's getting towards the southern end of Franklin County, it kind of goes down a little bit. But yeah, no, that's good. And um, I didn't know if you could talk a little bit to um, you've been with Living the Dream since kind of the beginning of this year, correct? That's right. Yep. 
Okay. Um, and maybe just your overall experience of, you know, how things have gone with living the dream for you and maybe how that's been a difference or how you see uh, the company and, and also our affiliation with land leader helping um, our clients as well as, is your success too? Yeah. Well, so far my experience has been, has been phenomenal. Uh, I've, I really, really have been enjoying working with living the dream. Uh, it's pretty clear that everyone is experts with this and they really love what they do. Uh, you don't really talk to anybody within living the dream. That's kind of thinks of it as just a job. Everyone is, seems to be really passionate about, about what they're doing. Uh, one thing I've, I've really noticed is it's, it's a lot easier to sell a client on living the dream because I, I really do think we are, we do have a, a better product. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think it's just, it's been great. Perfect. Well, Hey, one of the Perfect. great advantages, John, I think you've got a great advantage uh, with Franklin County when it comes to selling land and river properties and all that sort of thing. Cause Franklin County, Wow, for a long, long time, it's been one of the leading deer and turkey uh, producers in in the state, you know, just consistently over the last decade or maybe longer. So, hey, people looking for outdoor properties, Franklin County is a great place to look. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, there is a lot of good deer hunting here. Well, a second yep. segment here in a few minutes, we're going to be talking about deer and landowners will be interested in that because we'll be talking, discussing uh, EHD just a little bit because with all the dry weather we've had, some of it's uh, beginning to show up. But I, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too much. So you you guys continue your conversation there. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, John, do you have any, um, any properties um, that you'd like to kind of talk about like ones that you currently have listed right now or new and upcoming ones that you'd like to kind of make like a spotlight on here for your clients or is there anything like that that uh, you want to mention? Yeah, I do. I, I have one coming up here. It will it'll probably be going active in just a few days. It's uh, just south of Potosi in Washington County. And I think this is one is a really, really unique property. This guy has, uh, done a great job with just the management of this property. Uh, he's really, really into just keeping the property very natural. So there's a lot of like the natural plants. Uh, he's really done a good job of taking care of all the invasive species of plants on the property. This property does it, it borders the national forest. So it's 59 acres, but you'll have access to about a thousand acres uh, to hunt on. So that really, really opens up your possibilities for this land. And this, I think it's a unique, a unique piece of property. Yeah. How many acres is it? And, uh, and, and where is it at? It's 59 acres and it's just a few miles south of Potosi in Washington County. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, uh, we sure, um, have enjoyed having you on the show and, uh, talking with us today. If, um, somebody is looking to buy or sell and they want to get a hold of you, um, what's your information? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, they can call me on my cell phone at 636-288-7569, or they can send me an email at john at livingthedream.com. Perfect. Yep. Yep. And I would highly recommend, John, to anybody that's looking to buy or sell any recreational property. Um, he's been doing a good job and not a very 
long amount of time with the company and he's surely a name that I'm starting to hear more and more of. So that means he's doing his job. So anyways, thanks for joining us today. Well, don't yeah, go, thanks for having me. Yeah, don't go away, John. I, I'm going to pick your brain just a little bit more. I was listening yeah, to you talk yeah. about uh, a piece of land where a guy had really taken care of it, you know, uh, encouraging the native plants, uh, uh, taking care of those in, invasive species, uh, getting rid of them. Uh, that's, that's a lot of work. But uh, have you run into a lot of people like that that, that are really that concerned about the uh, you know, the natural environment on, owner properties or this guy kind of a, a rarity? Um, I think this guy's a bit of a rarity. I don't, I don't see it too often, especially a property that someone's looking to sell that they've taken as good of a property, uh, taking as good of care of property as, as this guy. I do come across it quite a bit, but I mean, this one it's he's just, you can tell he's got a passion for, for this property. And unfortunately, He's, he's in a position where he has to sell it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I've, I've jumped right on that because I'm a, oh, I'm a big wildflower fan and all that sort of thing, and I, I love to hear that kind of uh, that kind of talk. But, uh, hey, that might be something in the future to think about when people are looking at properties, you know, and, hey, you, you kind of get a property like this. Anybody's got to love that, that a person is going to that extent to take care of a piece of property. Well, John, as we wrap this segment up, I, I, I want to put a bug in your ear. You know, if you ever need that expert for a little information uh, and guidance about uh, the fishing programs or the hunting program on a piece of property, just get a hold of me. I've been working on Daryl and Hunter for gosh, I've been working for them several years. Uh, I always talk to them about keys to a property, you know, but they've never given me one. I'm still working. Oh, no. <laughs> but I never, yep. I never give up trying, you know. <laughs> there wouldn't be any fish left in the lake. Oh, I, I, yeah. do a, I promise I do a lot of catch and release. <laughs> yeah, okay, guys, we need to take just a short break here, but don't go away, folks. Uh, we got some great information coming up in this second segment. We'll be right back. Slow down and enjoy the simple things in life. Welcome to Huzal Valley Resort, providing family fun since 1979. They offer floating, and you can choose from canoes, rafts, kayaks, and inner tubes on the beautiful, crystal clear Huzal River. Lodging, let us be your home away from home. Choose from a variety of lodging units while still enjoying the great outdoors. With over two and a half miles of river camping on the crystal clear Huzal, we're sure you and your family will find the perfect spot to pitch your tent or park your RV. Have fun and let us help you get the most of your stay. Check out our guided trail rides and Karen's Cafe menu. There's something for everyone at Who's All. There's a campground store on site that has everything you need for your trip, whether you're in need of gear, grub, or something else. Chances are they've got it. And their campground has RV sites and primitive sites for all your camping needs. If you like the adventures of camping with a cozy bed at night, we have a variety of different lodging units to choose from. But who's all valley? There's always something going on out there. Check them out on Facebook, or if you want to make a reservation, simply call 1-800-367-4516. Hi, guys. Rick Davis at Cowtown USA. Here from Cowtown USA Superstore these days. And, and you might say, what do you mean, Rick, Superstore? Well... Pretty much whatever you want to do outside, we sell, we service, and we service everything we do sell. 
We've got, uh, for this year, new lines of tractors. The slogan is selling you red tractors, saving you some green cash. We've got Yanmar tractors uh, that are coming out of Houston. We got uh, Mahinda tractors that are coming out of Georgia. We've got all the equipment as far as tillers, rakes, buckets, cutters. We've got it all to go with them. We've got some great financing. I know financing stupid now, but the manufacturers are offering some zero interest and some rebates, you know, so there's some choices to be made in there. We've got Can-Am, ATVs, UTVs, and, and that's as low as 1.99. Then we've got the Can-Am Spiders out there for you. We've got Can-Am Rikers. We first started doing Can-Am 25 years ago. Nobody had ever heard of them. Now everybody understands that they are the best equipment on the market. We've got that. And for the first time in a couple of years, we have got some choices for you. So, but, but that won't stay that way. If you want something for this spring and something that you want to ride this summer and this fall, you need to get to Cowtown USA, that's for sure. Then we've got uh, the, the marine side of this. We picked up Mercury. We picked up Suzuki. We've been Legend SS for 25 years, which, in my opinion, is one of the best aluminum uh, jet boats on the market. We picked up Blazer boats the other day, another all-welded boat. We've got some of those in inventory as well. And, and here now, for the sixth year in a row, we are Missouri's number one horse trader dealer. We are Murhouse number one horse trader dealer nationwide. But we've got Murhouse, we've got Lakota, we've got Calico, we've got Bayos flatbed trailers. I mean, guys, we pretty much are, well, the sign says Superstore. So you can come here and shop. Whatever you want to do, we can do. Uh, so give us a call here at Cowtown, 573-885-6300. CowtownUSAINC.com is our website. But give us a call at 573-885-6300. Thank you. Hi, I'm Steve Stoltz. I am a Drury Outdoors team member, original cast member uh, for DeerCast. And one of my favorite loves, of course, are giant whitetails. So we're going to talk a little bit about what, what my game plan is to, to prepare myself to uh, drop a full picture whitetail. And, of course, try and get it on film, which is uh, added <laughs> difficulty factor added <laughs> plus two. But what, to start with, I, am, <clears throat> I, I still compete in turkey calling championships, so spring uh i go to shows I, I i travel i compete uh nwtf convention different shows uh other shows uh where i find myself a, a very poor shed hunter and shed hunting is of course if you can get out and shed hunt is is the first step of, of really starting to scout and find out what deer are still there because if they're gonna drop their sheds they made it through the winter but what i start myself how I start my taking inventory and that's so huge in the middle of summer to get, if it's legal to get mineral licks out or if nothing else, get cameras out where you can get uh, MRI on uh, feed, feed areas, uh, corners of cornfields where the trails go in and out, where you see signs, bean fields, uh, hay fields, wherever the deer like to go feed 
and you set your trail camera up or cameras um, in those areas where you're going to get multiple pictures of deer throughout, in particular throughout the night, then the inventory process starts. Now up here in Iowa, it's legal to do mineral licks. And that's my first thing I do. I'll put the analogic uh, mineral out and I'll, I'll, I'll usually put about a three foot by three foot, maybe foot deep hole, dig it with a shovel, uh, pour about half a bag of the analogics at the bottom, churn it up, then put the dirt on top of it and churn it all up so they got to really work at it. And that mineral lasts a long time because believe it or not, even though I'm with Drury Outdoors, we still got to buy it. Um, uh, you know, it, it, nothing's, nothing's free. And, uh, but that's the first step for my inventory process. And I'll put multiple mineral licks out on my different farms. Um, I will eventually switch to feed, uh, with a feed supplement of analogics. Uh, that's a good way to get trail cam pictures. But right now in the middle of summer, I start with all mineral licks and then, and then those bucks that are in velvet, We'll start coming to them, and it'll help their antler growth, of course, their health, and I'll start getting an idea of what I have on my box. Hi, folks. It's Aaron Jeffries with the Missouri Department of Conservation with a little habitat hint here. Uh, no surprise, uh, we are in the middle of a pretty severe drought across most of mid-Missouri. Uh, would encourage folks to take a look at diversifying their grazing systems. Uh, right now, the department, NRCS, and other partners do have cost share available for the establishment of native form season grasses for grazing and haying purposes. What a great program, what a wonderful way of diversifying your grazing system and actually having a drought-tolerant, productive grass in the months of June, July, and August. If you're looking for more information, would encourage you to go to, go to the Missouri Department of Conservation's website at mdc.mo.gov. And in the upper right-hand corner is contacts. Go to your county and find your private land conservationist for your county uh, to set up a meeting to look at ways that you can improve your property, not only for wildlife, but also forage production for your cattle. Rivermasters Elite Series. Are you good enough? Are you qualified? If you are, our next tournament is at Donovan, Missouri on August the 5th, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can pay your entry fees before August 5th by contacting Alex Rutledge with American Roots Outdoors. Are you good enough? Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I'm Bill Cooper, and on the lines with me is Hunter Heinemann and John Eckel. How do you pronounce the last name, John? Uh, Eckel. Eckel. I didn't get it right. So yep. did at least one thing right today. Hey, but guys, on this uh, 
Uh, this portion of the program, we want to talk about a very important topic to outdoorsmen, particularly landowners, and uh, you guys as real estate agents, I, th I think this would be a, a subject you'd be interested in too, and you may or may not run across the problem as you show properties or looking at properties. Uh, but EHD, that's epizootic hemorrhagic mm -hmm. disease. Now, EHD, it's commonly called, but if any deer contracts EHD, he's done for it. He's not going to recover for it. But it's uh, in almost all hunters that uh, have, have been out in the field for a number of years, they've come across uh, whitetails that have succumbed to this disease. And it's just a horrible thing to watch because it's actually uh, contracted from a teeny tiny midge and guys I, I sometimes call them no seams because they're so tiny I just about can't see them with a the naked eye but they're small enough you, you know these living the dream caps that you give me Hunter that's got the what yeah. do you call it the perforated back so that the airflow goes through there really good yeah. well mm -hmm. Well, the little no seams can get through there too. They get through that cap and bite me on the bald head, you know. So, <laughs> and they they hurt for little, little bitty guys, but you know we don't think too much about them. But they are an insect, and and there's like three different classes of these insects actually that uh, can cause EHD, and uh, a lot of people know it as blue tongue, but it can be uh, spread among cattle, deer, and other ruminants by these uh, two or three species of flying insects. And uh, some people call them gnats, too. So uh, mm -hmm. we've all had the gnats fog around us, you know, in the heat and the humid, and uh, you just hate to get into those those things. But they're here, and they're here to stay. And some of us say that, they're, hey, they're just a little fly with a huge bite, and they do wreak havoc at times. On our deer populations, I know uh, my place at, over at St. James, uh, gosh, it's probably been 10 years ago, but we just had a huge outbreak of this because it, it was a drought condition, and these things seem to multiply and do extremely well during the really dry, dry seasons, which hey, we've had a long-term drought here. It's breaking in some areas, start to get some rain. But there's been some reports of uh, EHD, and these insects harbor thrive and survive and breed in real shallow water areas in these small ponds and lakes and it's uh to them too if if it's a muddy pond if the banks are raw if the banks are muddy if there's been cows pigs or even lots of deer hogs coming into those ponds that disturbed mud seems to be another place where these things live and, and, and breed. So as landowners, you know, none of us, uh, hunters or non-hunters, we don't want to lose your deer, uh, particularly a lot of deer, to a situation like this. So the question has been kicked around in the conservation field in the last few months. Uh, is there anything that... Uh, Landowners can do about this situation, you know. Uh, there is, to a limited extent, now if you're building a new pond, it would be wise to build a pond with steeper banks if you can at all because uh, that's going to leave less opportunity for be shallow water areas. And two, vegetation on banks helps to keep these uh, 
critters down. Now, Hunter, I understand that uh, you have an individual that works for Living the Dream Outdoor Properties that works in land management. Is that correct? Yeah, so we have a, a guy in-house, and uh, he can do a ton of stuff with uh, equipment and machinery. But uh, it's our, our kind of second branch for property management um, that we, we do have. Um, it's not really something a whole lot that we promote on a large scale, like the real estate side of it, but right. for our clients either bought or sold through us, um, we can have him go out and build ponds, uh, fix a pond that has a leak. Or like you said, if, if you're trying to manage it to make it that perfect haven for like a deer sanctuary, you know, he could help you make a pond that's already there better or, you know, smaller. He can do really a lot of things, whatever you're looking to do. He can put in food plots. He can make trail systems. Um, wow. You know, he can do a lot of things. He's got um, really big equipment and, and forestry head units and stuff like that that can mulch uh, trees and, and things like that. So, um, anyways, something that we promote a ton, but we do offer it and uh, tends to kind of work hand in hand. And you, you just definitely don't want to see the deer population get destroyed by something like that that we can help manage or control for sure. Exactly. Well, no pun intended here, but uh, put a bug in that guy's ear and uh, maybe <laughs> when he goes out to talk to a landowner, uh, maybe he can make a suggestion like that. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it's a somebody that buys one of our listings and then they they want to build a pond or or uh, check out a certain area that they think they could do it in or make trails and stuff like that and a lot of the stuff that he just does naturally that somebody wants for aesthetics or um, whatever actually benefits uh, the deer and the turkey and everything so you, you bet. Well, that's another great service that you guys uh, do offer, and I, I hope we get enough landowners to listen to this that we can make a difference. Man, if we make a difference on a few farms, it's just uh, it's just such a heartbreak to see these animals. And I don't know, Hunter, if, if you saw the video, but three, four years ago, my son Jason filmed an EHD deer. He was down on the Merrimack River at the Highway to Access with some friends. They were swimming and picnicking and whatever, mm-hmm. had a little gazebo set up, and they actually had a little smoldering campfire going. And this pretty nice 10-point buck in velvet walks out of the brush, across the gravel bar, right through their little campfire and goes out in the river and proceeds to drown, you know, and they just thought, yeah, they, do you see that video? To, I haven't seen that video, but they always go to, I know they go to a water source after they've gotten that. Yeah, exactly. To try keep the swelling down, but I think them just going back to where they contracted the disease probably, um, just kind of, keeps making it worse and worse because there's those um bugs that you were earlier but it's it's totally separate from cwd but uh they're both very devastating for sure i have seen you know one case of like I, i found one deer in a pond on a property before and i'm assuming that is probably what had happened to the deer so 
uh, yeah, it's not a, not a good thing or a pretty sight, but what are, I mean, what are some of the symptoms of EHD too? Do you, can you maybe elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, and of course we usually as humans see it in the latter stages because we, we just can't recognize a lot of sip symptoms but they do get a swelling i think in the brain uh tissues there may actually be a lot of drainage at the nostrils and the, when humans begin to notice it i mean they're just about gone because we see them wandering just like this uh, uh buck that my son filmed they'll be in unusual places or out in the daylight or staggering or falling and quite often uh that is seen around uh, water sources, and you hit the nail on the head there, they pick it up at a water source, and when we're, we're about to expire in the last few hours or day or so, they head back to water sources. Now, this compounds the problem, and you mentioned that, because if they come back to a water source and uh, some of these midges or gnats bite those deer again, that midge can then contract more of the disease from that diseased animal, and in turn, you know, when he bites the next deer, well, he's transmitting it right. basically from one deer to another. So that's, you know, it just magnifies a problem and is even more and more of a reason that as a landowner, if at all possible, uh, you need to try to do something to alleviate this problem. Of course, uh, I mean, there are extreme things, too, if you that you can do if you've got uh, a pond that just looks like a breeding ground for this sort of uh, uh, insect, you can, to keep it uh, down a little bit, if you've got other water sources that you could keep your horses or hogs or cattle or whatever out of these ponds and at a, another cleaner uh, water resource, that would be a way to keep things down a little bit too. But of course, you know, as farmers and ranchers and people on the land, uh, we all know what budgets are and, and we have to operate with our, in our own budget. And sometimes these things are a little bit uh, cost prohibitive. But uh, again, I reiterate the fact that if you're building a new pond or lake on your properties, uh, think about these sort of things and it may uh, save you some heartache uh, down the road because none of us uh, like to see a particularly <clears throat> a nice big buck succumb to this. I, I can remember the oohs and ahs. In fact, I ran that uh, video. I, I, I put it on uh, TikTok, I guess, and it had over 3 million views. People just went nuts over it. And of course, wow. I, I got lots of negative comments. People want to know why I didn't save the deer, you know, whether they're is no saving those deer and of course i wasn't there but my son and some friends actually pulled that buck out of the river two or three times uh thinking you know he would go on but he he was dying and uh he well, had to be in that water and he eventually said, uh, drowned you said blue tongue and i i guess when when they get that disease um don't doesn't their like neck and tongue and, and some things also swell up too. And sometimes like the, their throat can swell up so bad that it just closes and that kind of does it too. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a number quite a number of symptoms that go with this, but again, it's a, you know, kind of a brain related disease and people, uh, uh, I've heard people talk about too, and this may be more for blue tongue. I'm, I'm not really sure about this, but they talk about the insects at the pond out of the mud, you know, getting up in the nostrils of the deer. And I don't know if they bite them inside the nostrils or what, but, uh, you know, the uh, 
end result here is a de dead deer. And we know ourselves, and I've uh, heard people talk about sometimes that uh, in their lakes and ponds, they seem to have more problems with does getting it than bucks. I don't know if there's any scientific evidence uh, along that way or not. But we know if we lose a doe, we've lost a potential reproducer there. So, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's the does that really control the population of the deer herd. So all in all, man, we just like to, you know, hey, we like to have healthy resources out there, and you guys in the land business like to make sure that uh, you're helping your landowners out all that you can. Uh, now you guys are EHD experts, so you can pass that information along. <laughs> well, Hunter. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, John, again, appreciate having you on the program. And, Hunter, how about wrapping it up for us? Uh, tell people once again, if they want to get a hold of uh, folks at Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, how do they do that? Uh, if you want to reach me, you can get a hold of me at 636-373-1509, 636-373-1509. Uh, you can text or call that number. That's my cell. I'm on it all of the time and then i have my email is uh hunter h09 at yahoo.com and of course you can always call the office um pretty easy one to remember 855 by dirt 855 by dirt um that's how you get a hold of us at the office <laughs> and uh john you will go ahead and say your info one more time yeah yeah my cell phone number is 636 288 seven five six nine uh you can also call or text at any time and my email address is john j-o-h-n at living the dream com. very good hey guys uh, excellent program today and folks i'd uh, like to tell you you can take this to the bank hunter heinlein bill cooper john eckle we're we are for sure living our outdoor dreams we hope you'll get outdoors and live your out dreams as well. Captain Brian Wilson runs one of the tightest boat fishing operations in the business. Stainwater Boat Fishing operates out of Jerome, Missouri and the beautiful Missouri Ozarks. They cover most Ozark streams and lakes. You haven't lived until you've searched Ozark waters during the night with Stainwater Boat Fishing while looking for giant gar, carp, and buffalo. Captain Wilson also runs a second boat on Tanicomo Lake. Call today to book a trip with Stainwater Boat Fishing at 573-263-8016. Again, that's 573-263-8016. Be sure and shoot straight. Bass fishing on the Lake of the Ozarks. Look no further than Big Ed's guide service right there on Lake of the Ozarks. Big Ed Franco has been fishing on Lake of the Ozarks most of his life and has been guiding for almost two decades. I've fished with Big Ed and had a great time. He's a lot of fun and certainly knows where the bass live. You can call Big Ed to make a reservation at 573-692-6710 or go to BigEdsGuideService.com. And on the flip side of his business card is Bass and Baskets. That's a bed and breakfast that he and his wife, Deb, also run right on the banks of Lake of the Ozarks. You have a beautiful place to stay, great meals, beautiful outdoor decor, 
and you can walk right out the front door, get on Ed's bass boat, and head out to fish. You can call for the bed and breakfast at 573-692-6737 or look them up at bassandbaskets.com. The Live in the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Live in the Dream Outdoor Properties, The Fly Rod Journals, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stained Water Bow Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzzah Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, The Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinkers and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, J&J Charters, Kaufman Cove, Alaska, Big Ed's Guide Service, Bean Creek Game Calls, Misty Mountain Guide Service, ASO Guides and Outfitters with Ryan Walker, On the Hook TV, and Rich's Famous Burgers. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.